it's fine. When I think of tea now, all I think about is Ted Lasso spitting the tea out, calling it garbage water, things like that. I haven't seen like that. Pigeon <gasps> spit. My mom and Will love it. You need to watch it. It's really funny. It's funny. It's so good. Roy Kent is a legend. Is that like the main actor? No. No. <laughs> He's one of the soccer players. It's a okay. character. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mata loves Roy Kent. <laughs> The way that the way that ten year olds love Spider Man. Yes. Brian Motto loves Roy Kent. That's a that's okay. a great description. Okay. I'd wear a Roy Kent shirt. Okay. If they made a Roy Kent football jersey, I'd wear it. Okay. I bet you a hundred dollars that they do. Uh, that do. you Let can find. They probably do. Yeah, you can definitely find a Roy Kent. Uh, what what team do they play for? What's the name of it? Richmond. Richmond. They have one. Of course they, they do. do. Oh yeah, of course. They probably got a Ted Lasso mustache. <gasps> oh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Actually, I think that's the one I need. It has his face and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see it's, it? It yeah. says Roy Kent Soccer Academy. Oh no crybabies, no water breaks. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we are here. It's alumni season, apparently. Yeah. This is our third in a row. Well, it's right after Christmas, That's so they're true. all home. That's right. And we have a little extended people being home this mm-hmm. year. Always fun. So we're taking advantage of that fact. So today, who were we talking to? Maddie Varga. Welcome. Maddie. Hi. Happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Thank you for coming in, because you're supposed to be going back to school today, right? Yes, heading back today. She's leaving. Are you, are you going to see your mom before you leave, or are you go, no. leaving straight from here? No, I'm leaving from here. You've seen her enough, yeah. right? Sorry, so Holly. Much. Sorry, Holly. Love you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything going? You good? It's good, yeah. Good Christmas break? It was good. It was a short Christmas break, because I got back on Christmas Eve, so. Oh, oh really? I don't yeah. think I knew that. Me okay. neither. I, I was going to stay, but... Mom my was mom. like, no, <laughs> my mom. Come home now. Yeah, so I came home on Christmas Eve, and thankfully, like, flights were fine so that I got home. That's a small miracle right I there. I know. And COVID testing and oh, everything. Geez. Yeah. yeah. All this stuff. Yeah. Well, awesome. So Maddie was class of 2018. 18. And you were part of that awesome class that just... Did all the things. You did all the things, but again, I think what will always stand out to me about your group, Maddie, was that you guys just, you guys all liked each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that sounds pretty simple, but you guys just, you did all the stuff together. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, when you come home, you guys all still get together, hang out. I mean, it's just sure. a great group. And so you were on that that infamous college trip a long time ago. Remember that? Did you go on that one? Weren't you Which on that one? trip? The one, With, one to the south? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were. I was like, wait, I'm not misremembering <laughs> Yes, that. yes. Um, so there was, it was just after your freshman year. And there were, how many, there was like nine of you guys on there, right? Nine or 10. Maybe. And then there were like three upperclassmen. Okay, yeah. And we went to Rhodes and mm-hmm. Furman and all of those places. Yeah. So that's kind of when your college, you started thinking about it then, right. I feel like. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. That yeah, was the best I trip. I feel like at least one or two of those like all visited were on your list that you applied to when we looked at it. I earlier. loved Rhodes and I applied to Furman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
thought I wanted to go there. Yep. Yeah, it was like uh, your yeah. la- your final too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember well, that now. Maybe like top three, three maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So usually when we have alum, we kind of have a little like reason we're talking to you. So uh, our big reason is that you had an amazing experience last semester. And we'll talk about it later. Um, but first, okay, thinking back to when you're applying to college. It was a while ago. It was a minute ago. Um, it wasn't that long ago. Good Lord. It wasn't, but like it's, <laughs> I told her earlier, pre COVID feels like 10 years ago. That's true. Let's be honest. We've lived a lot of life between then yeah. and now. Um, I don't think you look that old, Maddie. You don't oh. look that old. <laughs> it just feels like a long time ago. Yeah. Cause it kind of, anyways, I th- I just heard her call you old. That's I all. I didn't because <laughs> if she's old, that makes me old. We and know I'm old. Really old. So, uh, okay. So when, back when you were applying, what kind of were you looking for in a school? And so we've started using the word non-negotiables, like things that you like had to have at a school. So do you remember any of your non-negotiables whenever you were looking for schools? Um, so honestly, I don't think I had that many non-negotiables other than I knew that I wanted to study business. Mm-hmm. So I had to get into the business program and it had to be one that I thought was like a good, a really strong business program. Um, like for instance, for instance, I applied to A&M, but I got in econ and I knew Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do that. And so I talked to them and they said it would be difficult to transfer Mm -hmm. to a different college and stuff. And so like that kind of ruled out A&M for me right off the bat. So Mm -hmm. I guess my only non-negotiable really was, I knew I wanted to study business. I knew it was finance or accounting. And so that was what I needed to get into. Yeah. Um, and then I was interested in bigger schools other than Furman, of course. Mm-hmm. And then um, a good college town that wasn't crazy far from home. And that's kind of like what ruled out Clemson for me for a little bit because I really liked Clemson too. Mm-hmm. But it was really far for me. And so yeah. Norman ended up being perfect. Good, perfect good four spot. hours. Yeah. yeah. And did remind me. So Maddie was a really good athlete here. Mm-hmm did you, was volleyball factoring into your thoughts at all? I didn't remember you really wanting to play, but I didn't remember how big of a factor it was. So volleyball and tennis, both I was interested in, Mm -hmm. but I knew that neither one I could do like a strong D one college. And so I knew I wanted to go to a bigger state school and it was just going to be a different college experience that I don't think I was motivated enough to try that hard for. Um, and so I, I, w- I didn't really follow it, no. Okay. Did you play some intramurals, though, at OU? I'm on the club tennis team. There you yeah. go. I love it. We, like, get to travel and go to tournaments and stuff. It's really fun. Where all nice. have you been? Well, COVID. Oh, that's true. God. Yeah. Ruins everything. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. You did other fun things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you applied to seven schools. OU, A&M, UT, Furman, Clemson, Arkansas, Stop SMU. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last one. I was like, Good we memory. just looked I mean, at the list. We just looked at it, yeah. So, so a lot of them were closer, like you said, you wanted. So you had those few that were farther mm-hmm. away. Um, tell us how you made, so you talked about kind of what you were looking for, but what really made you make that final decision of where you are now? I went to OU two times, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we just went with our small group of girls to visit or OU, I mean, or yeah, junior college trip. trip. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then we went back for Hannah's birthday. We mm-hmm. had a small yeah. trip where we just went with a couple of us and um, we saw Sydney Barrett. And so a couple of like All Saints alums that were there and that was fun. Um, I loved the Norman campus. Mm-hmm. I loved Norman City um, and OU business I liked. And so just kind of the combination of the distance with the business program, with the campus, it just felt right. And football. Football's yeah. good, too. Football's, Football's been fun since you've been there. Yeah. You guys have had some good teams. Yes. I didn't keep up last semester, but all the other semesters, it was fun. The you one were, semester you were a little that I, busy. The one semester, semester that I don't keep up, we don't win the Big 12. Mm. Mm. So it's your fault. Seems like I was a missing factor. <laughs> Obviously. They were not loud enough <laughs> without <laughs> you, and so they just went... <laughs> um, okay, so you went to, you're at OU. Um, what, is your, what is your major and or... What will you be graduating with? So I started out at accounting, but Woo-hoo. I started out as accounting uh-huh. and I changed after like a semester. <laughs> that first <laughs> accounting class, you're like, Nyeh. to finance. I mean, I still had to take a lot of accounting classes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, I changed to finance. And then I think junior year, I found out about the blended masters in finance and um, undergraduate degree in finance that were blended together and you could take the courses together and they would overlap and um, you would only graduate like a year after your original graduation date. And so now I'm a BBA and MS in finance degree. She's showing off. Graduating That's awesome. Soon. Congrats. She's Thanks. an undergrad grad student. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, made, it made sense for me because I knew I wanted to go to graduate yeah. school, but I didn't necessarily want to be in school for two more years. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and like, and you stay in that Mm-hmm. rhythm of going to class and doing the things and not take that break, which well, is the worst. And that was the other thing. Like I, I was, I was set on doing mm-hmm. an MBA, 100% set on doing it. And I talked to a different, like a group of my different finance professors and a lot of them had MBAs, but all of them said, all of them recommended that I work and then come back and do the MBA and it would be much more beneficial than mm-hmm. right after my undergraduate mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily want to do that. And so the master's in finance was a better option for me. And I think maybe a better option for coming right out of your undergraduate mm-hmm. portion. Yeah. Cause a lot of it is taking experience in the workplace and applying it to what you're learning in your mm-hmm. MBA program. Yeah, for sure. I get that. But also getting out of that rhythm and then trying to get back in that rhythm. I know. It's rough. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about what she did this past summer. My turn? Not summer, semester. Semester. Yeah. So study abroad is one of those things that we always tell students, you know, look into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a time in your life that you can basically leave and go do the things and not have to worry about a ton of stuff at home, right? Yeah. And so I know that it's one of the things I look back on my college experience and really regret not having done. Amen. And so you spent a semester in Barcelona. And so tell us about the program that you were involved in over there, the mm-hmm. classes that you took while you were there, um, and just some of the, you know, maybe the the big picture ideas of, of your experience. Okay. So yes, I was in Barcelona. Um, starting out, I knew I wanted to go to Spain. I had a little bit of like a Spanish background enough to like maybe get me through. Mm-hmm. Um so I knew I wanted to go to Spain and 
Barcelona or Sevilla were kind of my top picks just because I knew a little bit about it. Um, so I started researching programs with my study abroad advisor. And there's this company that OU um, affiliates with called uh, CEA. And they have locations across the world of like study abroad campuses. And it ended up being the right fit for me. They had a location in Barcelona where they actually had a school where I could take classes with American students and it would transfer super easily back to OU and nice. OU already like accredited the classes to what I needed. So it was super easy. And then I got to take one class at a local Spanish university with international students from all around Europe, mm -hmm. which was really cool and different. So um, I was able to get most of my like difficult classes out of the way before going to Spain. <laughs> so uh, I knew I wanted to leave electives for Spain so that I could learn about Spanish culture while mm -hmm. living there and really get to experience that. Smart. So um, with CEA, with American students, I took photography in Barcelona, Ooh. which is cool. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to learn how to use my camera and take pictures of Barcelona. And so I'd keep up with it and have stuff to look back on mm -hmm. and learn about photography, which is really cool. Um, I took Spanish civilization and culture so that I was learning about um, Spanish history and why their culture is the way it is today because of their history. Mm -hmm. And then you could see that every yeah. day when you were like experiencing Spain, You're which like, was... Okay, and we're going to walk down the street and go see that right there where it yeah, happened. exactly. That's so cool. And like you learned about why um, Spanish people cherish relationships and like you get to see that in everyday life. Like mm -hmm. they care more about relationships than a lot of different aspects of their life. Anyway, um, and then I took... Uh, the culture of food and wine in Spain. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Which that was amazing. <laughs> Rough semester Man, of classes, Miss Varga. At, uh -huh. at the local Spanish university, I took financial risk management. Okay. Which was like an international finance derivatives kind of blend. So that I had a little bit of finance mm -hmm. in there. I, I think that's so smart. I guess I've never no, thought great. about like <laughs> thinking about what classes you take there to make sure that it like, uh, that's she's smart. I think smart. That that's the main reason why people don't get to study abroad is because they're not planning for it. Mm -hmm. They're not planning for the possibility of study abroad from the beginning. I knew going in, like I told my second semester freshman advisor, I was like, I'm, I want to study abroad at some point. I want to leave at least three electives mm -hmm. if I can, so that I don't have to worry about my classes and I can enjoy it and Genius. I can learn about where I am. And so I think especially freshman and sophomore year, I know that a lot of colleges push you to take an elective because it kind of ease, levels mm -hmm. out the course load, which I understand. But, but you're like, no, no, no. And it's much harder to find a program, too, if you don't leave flexibility mm -hmm. with what classes you can take. Okay. Like, if I had to take my, um, like, a special derivatives class for finance to graduate, sure. I couldn't have gone because yeah. they don't offer that that's going to transfer, especially because once you get to the senior level or junior level, um, your college is probably going to want you taking the your major classes offer. at their university. Mm -hmm. So, Which makes complete sense. Of right? course, I mean, yeah. They're so, professors. They're... Yeah. Go ahead. So was that one, one finance class you took, was that one that was equal to a one you were going to take at OU, or was it just another elective? It was just a finance one. Um, it was a finance elective. Okay. For my course load, I needed... I had like six finance core classes that I had to take and five of them had to be at OU. Mm -hmm. And that was like 
financial accounting and, you know, stuff that I would not want to take in Spain if I had a choice. Um, And then you needed two finance electives. And so that was one of my finance electives. And that's more like free form, Mm -hmm. like international finance, finance and business. You know, it's kind of Why not take your international finance class internationally? Right. With international students. So how's your Spanish? (laughs) It's bad. I hate to say it. But it has to be better than most people, right? It's, well, it's hard because my mom's fluent. Is she really? Yeah. That was her major in college. I did not know that. Did you know that? Did you know Holly could speak Spanish? I feel like I might have known that, but I don't know. She was English and Spanish majors. And so when I compare it to her, it's pretty bad. And I I can survive. I can order at restaurants. I can ask for directions. I can have a easy conversation about simple things but where is the bathroom i was just gonna say donde right. esta el baño <laughs> yeah. well, before i left i was like mom the only word i need to know is a udeme help me please help me <laughs> just in case something went wrong but barcelona is so international everyone speaks english really not everyone i would say like 90 percent of people yeah. speak english you can find someone that can help you and yeah so it didn't push me as much in like learning spanish necessarily Mm -hmm. as like other cities in Spain would have but that also wasn't the main reason to why I was going that was like a good perk of it but Mm -hmm. that wasn't my focus you weren't going to learn Spanish you were going to experience and take yeah nice yeah um I feel like we've talked about before how study abroad and we've told at least told students before that even though if there's a specific place that you want to go and your college doesn't offer a trip there, because I know like OU has campuses mm-hmm. in different countries that yeah. are OU campuses, but just because they have those doesn't mean you can't go to other places. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, Maddie could have, you could have done a program through, I don't know, whatever other school, yeah. if you had found one you liked, as long as those credits, you know, transferred back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just love that you, I think the best thing you've said so far to me really is just how, how much you planned for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a valuable lesson, especially to, to you students who are, are not yet in school. Um, if you want to do the the study abroad, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. talk about it immediately with your advisor so that you can plan for that. And when the best time well, was your senior year, the best, what y'all had planned originally, or were you going to do it? And I then was... COVID. <laughs> I was supposed to do it sophomore spring, okay, and that was COVID. Awesome, naturally. Junior, no, sophomore at the summer after sophomore year, I was supposed to go for two months, and then I was going to do another one. Yeah, junior spring, and COVID hit in the fall, and sent mm-hmm. kids home. Is that right? No, spring. Your spring of your. Okay, you graduated 18. 18, 19 was your freshman year. 19, 20. So your sophomore spring was when COVID was. Yeah, I wasn't. I was supposed to do the summer after. Okay. Kids got sent home my sophomore spring. Yes. That were abroad because uh-huh. of COVID. Kids got sent home after spring break. I was supposed to go in the summer. That was like the heat of COVID. I yeah. wasn't going. And then I wanted to stay for a fall football season. I wasn't like ready to leave that part of it yet. <laughs> and then I was supposed to go junior spring and OU canceled. Mm. So I went senior fall semester. Nice. Um, And yeah, I think a lot of advisors, when you're talking about study abroad, will be like, oh, it's too early. There's no need to talk about that yet or something. But I think even if it's like in the back of your mind, a possibility, you would never want to get to your junior year or sophomore year whenever you decide you want to do it and be like, oh, I can't because I didn't even have the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. So at least the initial, like, okay, what do I need to, like, what is it that I need to do or know 
to be able to do it later on. Right. If I ever want to, yeah. and maybe you don't, but mm-hmm. so, okay. You said you knew that you wanted to go to Barcelona or somewhere in Spain. Spain yeah. So, so do you, so, okay. So you went and you're like, okay, I want to go to Barcelona. How do I do that? Or were they like, here's a list of places you can go pick from this list. So I kind of started with my study abroad advisor, um, just like what programs did OU have? Cause that was going to be the easiest cause OU classes were going to transfer the mm-hmm. easiest out of going with somewhere else. We have a campus in Arezzo, which is like near south of Florence, mm-hmm. an hour south of Florence. So it's a really great location. Um, they only offer marketing for business students. They only offer marketing classes, All which right. I'm, I could take on a marketing minor, yeah. but that wasn't going to you know benefit me. And then they do a senior capstone, the class that I'm in right now to graduate in Spain in the summer for a month after you graduate though. And I had already accepted a job. I knew that uh-huh. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, my start date was during that. It wasn't going to work. Yeah. And so kind of when I figured out that OU programs weren't going to work for me, I met with my advisor and said, okay, um, what other programs are there? What are my options? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, where do you want to go? And I said, mm, Spain, I want to go to Spain. And so we kind of looked into that. There's um, CEA, ISA, Kappa, there's a lot of different like companies that you can go through mm-hmm. that I'm sure most schools would work with. Yeah. Um, and I, I've heard great things about all of them. And our advisors recommended all of them and classes transfer easily. And they, you know, they don't have their own students. They're doing these affiliate programs. They're only taking students from other universities. So it, it's a good program. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So how much did you travel? Yeah. When you were there. So obviously <laughs> stationed in Barcelona, that's uh-huh. where you spent the bulk yeah. of your time. But one of the awesome things about being over there is just the ease at which you can and can travel. So mm-hmm. where'd you go? So um, that was another reason why I did pick Barcelona too, is because the airport situation mm-hmm. and the train stations over smaller cities. Yeah. Because I knew travel was a big point that I wanted to hit. Yeah. Because so, you're a big traveler. Like yes. your family, like you'll yes. go big. Yeah. That was different too, traveling alone yeah. versus with your family. Yeah. But anyway, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to five countries and over 15 different cities. I really did try to explore Spain as much as possible. Yeah. And everyone recommended, you know, you need to spend time in Barcelona. Like you need to become a local in your four months that you're there. You don't want to be backpacking the entire time. Like you mm-hmm. went to Spain, you went to Barcelona for a reason. But, you know, I took advantage of the traveling. Um, I went to Portugal, which I loved. I went um, all over Spain, which was amazing. And I was really comfortable with that just because I was in Barcelona and it was so easy to take Mm -hmm. a train an hour and be in Madrid or something. It was great. Um, I went to Italy a couple different times to different cities because I had never been to Rome or Florence or Milan or anything. And so I kind of hit some of the big history points. Um, Portugal, Spain, went to London. Yeah. I had already been to London, but it was like a short. Mm-hmm. And then... Did you fly or take the channel? We flew. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No tunnel? No, we didn't take that, no. <laughs> I think it takes really long. I, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar. I just know it's it's available. It's, it's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of the other place. I don't know why I'm blanking. But anyway, yeah, travel's super easy and great. I got to learn so much about, like, European culture, the rich history. I mean, it's a completely different level of history than Mm -hmm. what we have here. 
um, it's incredible. And you had like yeah. a group of friends that y'all went together or did you ever venture by yourself? So I'm, I'm pretty independent. Uh-huh. I like going alone. So I went alone to two places Yeah, closer, like train yeah. rides, not flying across, you know, country lines yeah. or anything, especially, oh, Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Sorry, I just go. thought of that. Huh. Um, but especially with COVID, yeah, um, I think we had to be more weary of traveling alone to different countries in case you got like stuck there. Mm-hmm. I would never want to get stuck in another country that I wasn't familiar with mm-hmm. alone. And so whenever I went to Italy or Amsterdam or Portugal or something, we went with a good group and... That was the other thing. Like, I went alone. I didn't know anyone going. Mm-hmm. I didn't know one person that was going to be survived. in Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. I would recommend that. So were, were any of them from OU or were there, what other colleges were they from? Um, there's a lot from Boston. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot from California. And then, um, like, one from Houston, four from OU, actually. Wow. All, I mean, all around the country. We had 40 students, which is super low for my program, but I really? I loved 40. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew everyone, and we hung out together, and we traveled together, and our classes were five people. I mean, it was like... That's awesome. It was incredible. And this semester, they have, I think, 400. So it's... Ooh, wow. It's definitely a, a different experience. I was going to say, what's yeah. the normal size, around 400? I think normal is 300, but with COVID and people not getting to go, yeah. more people are going. That's crazy. So, so I guess I, I guess for some reason, I thought like y'all all took the same classes, but like there's 400 mm. there at the school and y'all have classes like normal and it's not... Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. We had less options of classes, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with four people... Like my Spanish civilization and culture class, we went to the Barcelona Cathedral for class one day and just like talked about it, talked about the history. And we walked around the Barcelona Cathedral and you can't do that with big class sizes. So I was really thankful for my, you know, it's almost four. It's almost better that way. It was nice. It was fun. But it's also like you would have had so many more people to meet and become friends with in different places to travel if you had more people. So there's pros and cons of both, I think. It's true. Yeah. What an so experience. Cool. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> so jealous. I love, so I love jealous. traveling. I have been fortunate to spend a little bit of time in Spain, not as much as you. Mm-hmm. Um, got, I got a, a full week in Barcelona. So, um, I, Hey, I'm not complaining. Um, we were, I, I was with a group of high school students. This was, mm. um, a school in 2007, six, yeah, 2007. No, spring of 2007, we went and we were over there, and it was it was incredible. So I just love I've, the smile on her face when she talks about it; just lights mm-hmm. up. But I mean, it was I know my experience over there was fantastic as well, and so it was um, amazing. And I'm biased to Barcelona personally. You know, people are like, "Where's the best place you visited?" And I like I'll say, "Forever, Barcelona. it's Barcelona." Barcelona is like one of the only cities, in my opinion, that you you can't do it. I didn't do it in four months. Like I didn't see everything I needed to in four mm-hmm. months. That's why you're going back, right? Right. In April. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. When you go back in April, are you just going to visit or what are, or you have something that you're doing while you're there? Um, so one of the places that I really, really wanted to go that I never got to was Switzerland. Um, so I'm doing Barcelona for a week or so. 
it's going to be like kind of my home base. I'm going to do flights from there because I'm comfortable with it. And I feel comfortable traveling out of there and mm-hmm. in Barcelona alone. And then I'm doing 10 days in Switzerland with my mom and Will, with my family. I convinced them to meet me over there. <laughs> I'm um, sure you had to really yeah, do a sales job are. on that. Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> Will, Will just wants to see Roger Federer. He thinks that Federer is just going to be like waiting for him in Switzerland. Anyway. Doesn't, he doesn't greet all the planes at the airport? I, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Will tried to make a call. He's going to like tweet him like, hey, I'm going to be at the airport. Meet you there. Yeah. So we're doing that. And then I only got to do one city in the south of Spain. Um, so I'm going to do a little road trip around the south. Because um, there's so much history in the south. Like mm-hmm. so much influence from all different countries. And so I, I didn't get to see a lot of that. So I'm going to go back there and do that. And one of my friends from last semester in Barcelona is doing a semester in Sevilla in the south. So I think she's going to do a little bit with me too. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So other than Barcelona, Sevilla was my favorite. Sevilla is amazing. I just thought it was, we did not spend enough time there. We only had three days and obviously that wasn't enough. Right. Um, So she's doing a semester there. Her main focus is Spanish. Sevilla is, in my opinion, a much better place if you want to be like, you have to speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, Barcelona, there's so much English and so many other languages that you're not forced to speak Spanish Mm -hmm. like in Sevilla. So. so my story on that is, and I hadn't taken Spanish since second semester of my sophomore year in college. Yeah. And so we're in, we're in Barcelona and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. And we were at the McDonald's right off La Rambla. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, well, that's just, there's all sorts of problems with that statement. Right. I mean, the fact that, but we, we had to have a quick meal. So anyway, we run into McDonald's. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and I'm start using really poor Spanish. And the guy looks at me and he's like, dude just order in English. Yeah. And I was like, my bad man. Okay. Yeah. I need a Big Mac. Well, s- sometimes they're, a lot of the times they're like thankful and they want you to try. Um, but like sometimes they're like, come on, let's just like, I speak English, you know? That's, and that's where we were at the McDonald's. Yeah. He was just like, all right, man, come on. Well, I appreciate and, it, but just talk to me. And Barcelona makes it hard too, especially if you're trying to learn Spanish because they speak Catalan too. Mm-hmm. They speak a completely different language. And I mean, most people there speak Spanish and Catalan, but a lot of people mix it. Mm -hmm. Like when they're having a conversation like we are, they'll do like one sentence in Catalan and one sentence in Spanish. So if you're really trying to learn Spanish, (laughs) you're going to get some other language in there too. (laughs) So if I remember correctly, there was a word they used over there like, and it's kind of like us saying like, and it was ballet. Vale. Yeah. yeah. Say it again. What vale. Is it? Okay. So I'm naming my dog Vale whenever I get a dog. <laughs> and so what does it mean? It's like, okay, great. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Like how we would say, okay, you know. Maybe that's how I need to start the podcast. It's like, All right. It's vale. Vale. Like, like if you were ordering, you'd uh-huh. be like, oh, can I get like a cafe con leche? Uh-huh. And they'd be like, vale. And like walk away. <laughs> great. Thank you. <laughs> I just remember our first day there. If I heard that word once, I heard it. A million times. Uh, literally a million times. Yes. It was crazy. And you're like, what is this word? I keep hearing it. Do I need to know what this word means? Well, and that's a lot of it too. Like we learned Spanish. We didn't necessarily learn Spain Spanish mm-hmm. in high school or college. And so that that's different too. You have mm-hmm. to keep that in mind. Like we didn't learn Vale 
<laughs> Not something Miss Ferguson. No. Miss Ferguson taught you. No. You know. Okay. We could literally sit here oh, and talk yeah. about no, for all hours. day. I, I could. For all day. Maybe part two, Maddie Varga, part two. We'll go more in depth. <laughs> After your five week trip, we'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you, so originally I was like, oh, you're graduating in May, but you're not. So tell us kind of where, what your graduation lineup is and then what's next after graduation. Um, so I'm walking in May. Mm -hmm. I'm, that's right. I have one undergraduate course that I'm taking right now that I couldn't take in Spain, but I mean, that's, that's it. Like I'm, you're you're like Hannah, you have that like one class left that you have to take. Right. Um, so I'm doing that. I graduate walk, graduate slash walk in May. And then I'm still taking classes for my graduate degree, and I'll finish that in December. And then um, after I graduate, I start work. Adulthood. June 6th. So yeah. where are you working? I'm working at Northern Trust in like the wealth management department, doing investments and in Houston, right? In Houston, yeah. So That's will you awesome. be in Houston, or will mm-hmm. you stay? Because your grad classes are online. Yes. Okay. And I'll only be taking four hours at a time. So I mean, it'll be tough, but it'll be okay. So when did you officially get the job mm-hmm. offer, receive the job offer? So I interned before I went abroad. So last summer, um, I interned for the summer and then I, after I was like almost done, I had a conversation with my manager and I got the offer like right before I left for Barcelona. So September, no, nice. August. August. Yeah. You have a busy is- bee. You've gone all summer. I know. Came home for a hot minute, went to Barcelona for four months. It's also going to be a hard transition. I've been living the life, and now I'm going to have to work. Well, you're moving to a new city, so you yeah. have more to explore. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I like my job, and I Good. like Houston, so, yeah. I'm happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Right. I might as well be Maddie. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's exciting, having a job lined up. Yeah. Right after college. I was grateful for that because I would have been doing interviews from Barcelona, which would have been... Yeah, you got to go to Barcelona knowing you already had it locked up, which was great. Yeah. That had to be like a weight off your shoulders, definitely. I would have been really stressed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know. That's awesome. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. You're almost an adult. Are you ready? I feel like I'm an adult. You are an adult, <laughs> but like adulting. I know. Real adulting. Ugh. Paying bills. Dang, Paying bills. Yeah, get, yes. get ready. But you're, you're a finance major. You'll be fine. <laughs> I like what something Hannah said last time we talked to her. She was like, I took this class, so I know how to pay my bills now. <laughs> they don't kinda teach made me you laugh. that. It's crazy. It just kind of made me laugh. Yeah. That was funny. Okay. Words of wisdom. You have words of wisdom? Are you ready? Do you feel knowledgeable? Great. Confidence. I I like it. I'm ready. She's ready. I forget. People can't see me. I need to. People can't see. Yes. Verbal shaking with my head. Sorry. Yes. yes. (laughs) You're good. All right. What is one thing you would go back and change about your college story? So that could be like the application process or your first few years in college, stuff like that. Uh, So first few years in college, I was like trying to get involved and I was, you know, really motivated. I joined a sorority and I joined a bunch of different clubs and stuff, but I don't think I was necessarily that involved in each of them. Mm-hmm. I was a member of each of them, but I didn't like hold leadership positions or I wasn't like going to every meeting and people like didn't know who I was in every club that I was in. Mm-hmm. And so I think I might have like spread myself a little too thin 
um, freshman and sophomore year to get really involved in what I really wanted to be involved in. And so I think if I had to go back and change it, I would join like three things that I was super, super excited about, get super involved, like have a good group in each of those and hold leadership positions in two of them or something. Yeah. Like I was involved in club tennis, but I was doing like so much more with my sorority and I was focusing so much on my studies that I didn't like go to tennis matches like mm-hmm. I should have. And I like wasn't on the roster like I could have been. And, and I wasn't on that until last year, junior year. Yeah. And so I think I would have changed like the fact that I wasn't as involved in each of the things that I chose to be a member of. You weren't active. Yeah. You were just on the list. Right. Nice. Which is different from high school because you can do all of that a little more, but in college there's a lot more well, you have going on. And like being a member of a lot of different things, I don't think it was the problem. It was just like I didn't necessarily have the motivation to hold a leadership position and I would have liked that. Mm-hmm. Like looking back, I would have enjoyed that. Nice. Yeah. All right. What piece of advice would you give to students ready to begin their college story? And so that, again, that could mean a couple different things. One, a freshman here who's really starting their college story or maybe a senior or junior senior who's either getting ready to go through the application process or just finished up and maybe is trying to decide on a college. Okay. Um, I think that you have to start off. I didn't get into every school that I applied to. And so I think you have to remember that you're going to be happy at a lot of different schools. And like a lot of times you're set, like I'm only going to be happy at this school, but that's not, I mean, that's not the case. And, and so, uh, I was pretty bummed when I didn't get into like two of the ones that I thought I wanted to go to. And looking back, it definitely wouldn't have been the right experience for me. I still would have been happy there, I think, but everyone's going to get mad. It it does work out. Everything does work out the way it's supposed to. Um, and, but you're going to be happy a lot of places that you go. And then one thing that I would say, once you are in college, I built a really strong relationship with my career advisor and I would highly recommend that. I loved him. I met with him so many times from freshman year to junior year. Um, he like resume proofed mm-hmm. me. He interview prepped me. He sent me applications that he thought would be a good fit for me. Um, he helped me with how to dress for my interviews, you know. And so in connections, like he connected me with different students and um, different companies that I might want to connect with. And there's he's a one he's one business advisor for He's one career advisor for the entire business school. Wow. He doesn't even have enough people that like come to him for there to be more of him, mm-hmm. you know, like he, and I was able to get an appointment whenever mm-hmm. I wanted to. And so I think it just shows like how many people don't take advantage of their resources that yeah. your college provides. And I think you should definitely take advantage of the resources, meet with your advisors and, you know, it, it'll help your college experience, your yeah interview process, job search, everything. Nice. Hey, she talked talked about something that we talk about all the time. Yeah, but I didn't believe y'all. Like when you told me that, I was like, (laughs) "Mm, whatever. I'm only going to be happy at UT. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. No, because I think we're at the point where we're starting. We had uh, junior college day on Friday with our juniors where we started like their resume and all the stuff. And we talked about building their college list and how you need to apply like your six first choices. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I like it when they say the things that we say just in a different way, but it's the same. We don't know anything. We're crazy. That's right. We're dumb. We're old and we don't know anything. Sorry, you're old. I think it it does help to hear it from like someone who's in it right now or just went through it or something. Yeah. But you're going to be happy at every school because you're going to get involved and make the best of it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to sit in your dorm room and not Do put anything. yourself out there, then you're not going to be happy anywhere. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. You can be happy anywhere. You can be miserable anywhere. Right. Correct. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Maddie. Yeah. Making a pit stop on your way to Norman. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah. It was good to see you, too. I feel like we haven't seen you in a while. I know. You've been obviously been busy. Oh my god! Whatever. And I, and I saw all your pictures, and I was like, "Here I am, and Tyler, and Manny's in Barcelona. It's fine." But they looked amazing. You did a great job with your photo skills. Thank you. Great job. Great job. Your photo class. You did great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. What was the most fun place to photograph? Just real quick. Hmm. Which one are you gonna? What, what did you? Blow yeah. What did really you enjoy the put most? Over your mantle? Like, was it one of the big touristy places, like the the Sagrada Familia, or mm. I mean, was it a place like Where's, that, or there's was this, it? I don't think this is very touristy. A lot of tourists know about it, but people don't spend their time going there. It's called Bunkers del Carmel, and it's like a it's a viewpoint. And we were lucky enough to be like we lived on the outskirts of Barcelona, kind of well in Barcelona, but like twenty minute metro from downtown, and so we could walk up like to bunkers and we would go there and like have picnics and hang out and it's a viewpoint you can see all of barcelona you can see the mountains in the back and in the front you can see the ocean and so like that was my happy Sounds place miserable. oh it's awful that was my happy place like that's where i went all the time nice. so cool yeah that's all right cool. i haven't seen pictures so i need to see pictures now yeah that's <laughs> why you gotta follow her on instagram man you gotta see uh, the thing yeah because i'm so you have an instagram now he has it he has an instagram you know he how just, many posts I've made? None. Zero. Zero. He, do you yeah. even have a profile picture? I don't Maybe. Know. Maybe. Anyways, he just does it to look at stuff. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate of it. Of course. For being here. Awesome to see you. Yeah. Good to see you all too. All right. Well, that is the end of today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You get notifications every Thursday when we get those posted. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ASES College. And thanks for listening to another episode of My College Story taking out Twitter because I've been really bad at posting anything on Twitter.